0: Howdy, and welcome to the 10-Week Bible Study. This is week four, day two of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther four, four through five. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us, God? Speak to us and fill our hearts with the knowledge of you. We want to encounter you through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's Word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 4, starting in verse 4. When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. So Esther hears about Mordecai, that he's put on sackcloth and ashes. He won't come into the palace area and she's disturbed by this. She's like, wait a second. No, Mordecai, take these off. Come in here and talk to me. I want to see you. So she sends clothes for him, right? She sends him something to put on so he can come see her and he won't do it. Esther doesn't know, right? We're going to find out that this is that the palace has become a very, very insulated area. The king doesn't find out about anything that he didn't want to hear about. He didn't want any bad news coming into the castle or to the the palace. We talked yesterday about how he's obviously said, I don't want anybody in sackcloth and ashes coming here. he didn't want anybody mourning, complaining, weeping. He doesn't want any of that in the palace, right? And, And we're going to find out he didn't want really anything else. He just wants to live in this little happy bubble. And Esther is sucked into that happy bubble with him. She didn't know anything that's going on. She didn't know about Haman, she didn't know about the the decree that he made, right? Because the king, Ahasuerus, the king of Persia or Xerxes, he takes off his signet ring and he gives it to Haman. This is a huge deal, right? He gave Haman his signet ring saying, "You basically, you get to be king. You get to decide all of the edicts and things that I would do, I'm turning the kingdom over to you, Haman. Do with it as you will. He gave him the king's signet ring to keep. I'm going to find out later that he kept it. The king is, is essentially shirking any responsibility and giving it to Haman. So Esther doesn't know that any of this is happening. This isn't even a conversation that she's having with the king or anyone else in the palace. She has no idea. I imagine that the king probably didn't even really have an idea of what the edict was. He probably didn't read it. We're going to find out later that it almost seems like it it almost seems sure that he didn't read it when all of this comes to light. And maybe he did and he just didn't know that Esther was a Jew, but one way or another, he's going to get really angry when all of this stuff comes to light. All right. Continuing on verse five, then Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs assigned to attend her and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Esther sends one of her eunuchs to go and, and talk to Mordecai. And This gives us a very clear picture of what Esther's life is like. She's not allowed to leave the palace. She can't go and find out for herself. She's living in the lap of luxury, but in some ways she's really kind of a prisoner. Now, if we go back and we think about how she was chosen, why she was chosen, it's because she was beautiful. Um, She's given all these beauty treatments she was the one that pleased the king the most when she came into him, right? She's a thing. She and all of the rest of these concubines are things to the king. She's not allowed to leave. She has to send these eunuchs to go outside of the palace walls to talk to people. I'm sure it's a very comfortable life. I'm sure it's a very lavish life. She has anything she could possibly want, but she's trapped within the walls of this palace, I think we're going to see as we go through this chapter in the next several chapters. Mordecai, I get the sense now. This this isn't recorded in scripture, right? This is not something that you can get just from scripture. But I put myself in Mordecai's place, right? Esther already didn't get to marry a, a Jewish young man. Like I'm sure Mordecai and her parents would have wanted her to, right? even though she's married to the king and she's got this lavish lifestyle, this is not the life that Esther or anyone else would have wanted for her. I think that maybe she's enjoying life. Maybe she likes it the the way it is, where she is. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I assume that when you just accept your lot in life and you kind of settle in, you just kind of get used to it. But again, this is not the life that anyone would have chosen for Esther, as lavish and luxurious as it is. I think that's one of the ways that a lot of people misunderstand this story. Maybe Esther found herself in a place where she enjoyed this. I kind of doubt it, right? There were certain cultural norms back in Esther's day, and she would have been used to those things. She would have said, This is the way life is and, and move on. But she's still a human being. She's still a person, just like you and I. And you you it's hard to distance ourselves from our culture and the way we superimpose our thinking and our culture on this. But I think throughout history, there's always been this desire to love and be loved and to find that person, you know, to, to actually bond with that other person. And this is not that for Esther. It's not the, the man she would have chosen, not the situation she would have chosen. Everything about Esther's life has, has been somewhat tragic. Again, she's living in the lap of luxury, but it's not the life she would have chosen. It's not the life I would have wanted for my daughter, even in, as luxurious as it is. It's not what I would have wanted for her. And I don't think this is what Mordecai wanted for her, but they didn't get to choose. It was outside of their control. So we see here that she's having to communicate all of this stuff through an intermediary. So this is probably taking days. I mean, this this might be a couple of days are going by as they're sending these people in and out to communicate all of these things. Maybe it's all within one day. I kind of doubt it. And again, I don't think that Mordecai or anybody else would have wanted this for Esther. She's trapped inside the palace as a thing, a possession of the king. But we're going to find out that just like Joseph, just like Joseph was, was tossed around back and forth, the Lord had a plan. The Lord had an incredible plan. The Lord had a prophetic plan. The Lord had a destiny. The Lord had a plan that was going to change the course of human history because of this one girl the 10-week Bible study. I'm your host, Ian Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's word. Thank you.